So first things first, what am I doing here? I'm actually gonna be talking about how we form uh, political beliefs from a learning theory perspective. It's extremely awesome for me to be able to piece together what I've learned from you know my political science classes. Also taking into perspective the classes that I've taken on you know about psychology, about how we form ourselves and you know what things are important in shaping who we are. That leads me to say, or to ask at least, where do we get our political beliefs? Well, I argue that it's from things that we've deemed as truth. And so as for truth, where does that come from? I was reading an article by Brazier and Marsh from their psychological journal, Judging Truth. Um, and they state that it comes from these three different areas. One, our base rates. Two, feelings. Three, consistency with existing knowledge and information that's stored in our memory. So I want to start off by talking about each of these things individually. Base rates kind of serve as these like, if think about setting the bar, and these can come from our environment and from the media, especially in relation to political beliefs. So from our environment, the people that we interact with, the places that we've grown up and the ideas in the, in the belief systems that are incorporated into our communities um, and our places of origin, you know, where we've gone to school, people who have raised us. From birth, they mold us to create, you know, what they envision to be the right child, which also includes having the right beliefs. Um, and of course, I've met people who have talked about their parents pushing their beliefs onto them. And it's maybe not, you should vote Republican, but it's the idea, the values that can relate to some kind of political party or some political ideology. Um, so base rates can come from our environment and they can also come from media, right? In a time where we're constantly on our phones, it's no surprise that we get base rates from our willingness to engage and consume news. So that's a little about base rates. Um, next are feelings, which of course are tricky. Feelings are typically tied to these episodic uh, memories that we have. And episodic memories are just memories that are about us, right? About our lives. You feel strongly about this because it's tied to some part of you that you identify with. And I think that's, that's important to recognize. And then lastly, um, and most simply put, of course, is consistency. Uh, from Judging Truth, that article I just mentioned, the authors claim and defend, of course, the idea that people should accept information as true when it matches content retrieved from memory, including relevant facts, semantic memories, or details about a source. And I really want to connect this to an overarching theme from my class, which is learning. I know that reinforcement can lead to behaviors being repeated, and repeated behaviors indicate some kind of learning is occurring, right? We're forming associations, we know that certain stimuli or certain things can act as triggers to motivate behavior, and friends we share political opinions with can serve as really huge reinforcers of believing, you know, that a certain thing must happen going forward with politics. Um, newspapers and political podcasts that we listen to, right? This is kind of where the idea of base rates can also serve as reinforcers for behavior. Um, if you know that every single time you turn on CNN, you're going to get upset. Well, of course, that's a negative reinforcer. You're not going to turn on CNN because you know that the kinds of information that they're going to talk about isn't going to be truthful to you. It's not going to have any impact on you. I mean, it might. Um, but it's not going to have any impact on the truthfulness of your political beliefs and how strongly you feel about them. Uh, maybe, maybe it'll have an impact on how strongly you feel about them, of course, because, again, with feelings, people can have and be motivated by their feelings of how strongly, you know, they care about a certain issue. 
And then, of course, there are online servers that encourage in-community discussions. And this is essentially kind of back with friends being our reinforcers. Well, we're, when we can engage with other people across the world at the touch of a screen and find out new information from them or disagree with them and argue about them, these are all different types of avenues to reinforce our political behavior. And our political behavior comes from what we deem as truth. So I specifically want to focus on the candidates we support. Their beliefs could potentially serve as either a baseline for what we should believe or a push to believe what they do, especially if they establish credibility with their targets and appear trustworthy, right? Um, And a huge part of establishing credibility with targets and appearing trustworthy is campaigning. Woo woo. From judging truth, the researchers state that repeated claims seem truer than new ones, a phenomenon coined illusory truth. Um, And what do campaigns focus on? Repetition. It's all about the message being consistent, clear, and memorable. You know, this this semester I took a uh, campaigns and elections class, and I was essentially acting as a political campaign manager where I had to create advertisements, I had to create speeches, I had to create all different types of, you know, things that that you see in actual campaigns. And I got to see that, yeah, like, people are going to believe you if you establish, you know, where you've come from and how you can relate and what you're adding on, you know, how you're connecting with people in your constituents is extremely important and if you're being clear about that if you're being memorable like think about obama's forward when he ran in i think 2008 or you know most recently ron DeSantis's freedom slogans these invoke not only feelings from you know their constituents but can also be repeated many times in speeches interviews and rallies and of course that repetition in in itself serves as a reinforcer especially if you already believe what they're saying Of course, when this information comes from authority figures whom we trust, we're going to be more inclined to believe what they have to say, even if it's misleading or been disputed. Um, Authors Neil, Higgum, and Fox in their article, Can You Trust What You Hear?, state that you can induce misinformation through a variety of means. It's easy for politicians and the media to paint a narrative in line with what they believe, even if it can be misinforming. Traditionally, people who are older tend to be more involved in politics. Uh, You know, they vote more because they have more at stake. They donate more because they have more money, things like that. Uh, Those who are younger, you know, may not have high political stakes, so they may disengage more than older people. And it's important to note this particular difference, right? Who exactly is participating in politics and, you know, think about where they get their political beliefs. Um, But also, how easily are they deceived? Because we know that politicians make false promises throughout campaigns. I found this article um, that kind of talked about deception in, you know, different aged adults. They tested the differences between older and younger adults and their ability to recognize lies from both, you know, people their own age and either people who were older if they were younger and younger if they were older, right? Uh, And the authors found that it is easier for people to discern when an older adult is lying or telling the truth compared with a younger adult. So how can we tie this into our lives? How can we take what, what I've talked about and really try to be cognizant of the things that we're saying and the political truths that we're forming and, and looking at the reinforcers that, that are out there in the world. I've become more inclined to believe that, you know, we maintain our political beliefs out of habit. 
how are we ever going to change the, our political truths? What if they're outdated? What if they're extremely hurtful, right? So, of course, one solution would be, oh, push for more political education. Who wouldn't want to take a former your political opinion one-on-one class? But political education only offers a partial solution to the misinformation crisis. You know, people may learn new facts only to disregard them later. With habitual learning, we have to control the stimuli that encourage the habits from our political truth, right? We have to, we have to really be aware uh, of everything that we're consuming. Um, and we got to go against the patterns that discern how we engage with political information. We really do have to, you know, critically think. Um, and one of the things I'm extremely, you know, proud of is I'm I am president of uh, Roundtable Politics Incorporated. It's an organization uh, fueled by the drive to end political polarization uh, through having conversations, you know, uh, with people from all sides of the spectrum. And and these conversations are about politics, about the things that should be important to us. Um, but I really want to end this with saying we got to go forward with the intention to learn new things, and we got to start thinking about what's important to us and looking up things that challenge us to believe in something new, challenge us to think about why we hold our political truths so closely. So I hope this kind of helped um, with the idea of like political truth and like political behavior. Um, I was extremely passionate about this and I'm super excited uh, to keep going forward with this. So stay awesome, stay cool, and I'll see you next episode.